Hey everyone, welcome to Couch Date. Number 10. Double digits. We hit the double digits. Yep. Uh, I'm so glad you're here with us for this episode. For those of you that have liked and subscribed, y'all are the best. Mm-hmm. Y'all are the best. Yup. Yup. <laughs> How are you, babe? I'm fine. You're fine? Mm-hmm. I'm fine, too. That's I'm excited good. for today's episode. Yeah. Today is the 10th episode of You Mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing kind of a, a 10 theme. Ooh. And you know what's cool? Oh, what is the... Th- what's cool? Um, a few days ago was our daughter's 10th birthday. Oh, my gosh. And right now, there's a bunch of... Uh, streamers on the wall that say 10. Oh my gosh. So it's just like we decorated for our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We were like really excited about it. So we put streamers on the walls and everything. Just big 10. Yeah. Just for all the couch daters out there. We want to decorate for you. Yeah. Big 10. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? What? You bought chocolate. Yeah, I did. And I kind of earlier today was like, dude, we should get chocolate for today's date. Wow. Low key. And then you came home from work with your chocolate. We do that sometimes. We, we're so married. Sometimes I just know. We're just like. What you need. Yeah. Um, you do know what I need. I do. <laughs> so why don't you talk to the people while I grab the chocolate? Talk to them about what you need. <laughs> <laughs> um well i got us some um yummy chocolate mint crunch is one flavor which is excellent mint crunch and the other one is just dark very dark let's go equal exchange equal exchange chocolate so if you're listening along you can also have an immersive experience by buying the same chocolate that we're eating and experience it like you're in the room you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome for that tip you're welcome for that tip yeah um we're gonna be chewing you're not supposed to chew during, you're not supposed to drink. You're not. There's like manners when it you comes know what? To, to podcasting. Life is short. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the only problem is both you and I chew very loud. Well, I'm just gonna have a couple bites and then I'm gonna stop. Yeah, I'm gonna have a couple bites in a minute. But anyways, this is ten theme. So tenth episode. I'm pretty excited. So. We're going to go right on in mm-hmm. with the lightning round of Would You Rather. Would I you... I think you spelled lightning wrong. Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you spell That's lightning? That's how you spell lightning, bro. Mm, take away the E. It's not lightning. Are you sure? Yeah. Check it on Siri real quick. Um... Lightning. 
Is it it won't let me spell it. I was going to say, why are you taking so long? What is lightning? Lightning is a giant spark of electricity. Oh my gosh, you're right. I spelled it wrong. That's okay. For those of you daters out there, it's a L-I-G-T, L-I-G-H-T, no E. It's not lightning. <laughs> it's straight up lightning. I think, I wonder if that is a spelling though of light lightning. I wonder if that's something. Anyway, continue with that. I'm going to look that up out of curiosity. Well, look it up because we're about to hit some lightning oh lightning is when um yeah so when a woman is pregnant like in labor yeah or not in labor but um have you ever heard of the term lightning or some people call it the baby dropped oh my god that's called lightning and it's spelled that way so lightning yeah lightning like literally lightning wow and that refers to a woman's uterus wow so apparently so whenever i think about that big so you spell arrow that comes from the sky from the gods mm-hmm. i'm spelling it lightning but proper lightning is there is no tinning it's just ting well and i guess you could lightning. say it's the act of making something lighter. Right. No, that makes sense. So you could use it in other ways, but anyway. That's awesome. Okay, just ready? A, just a little tidbit. Would you rather lightning round? Would you rather your partner outlive you or you outlive your partner? Mm. Um, outlive my partner. Okay. Do you want to explain why? Take one for the team. (laughs) Number two, would you rather have a major pay raise or move to the place of your dreams? Major pay raise. Wow. Number three, would you rather be really beautiful or really smart. Wow. Um, I just already feel like I'm both of those. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I think so for sure. (laughs) Probably smart. Would you rather choose vanity or pride well no it's more like if you're beautiful it's like you can like if you have a big but <laughs> no no no. <laughs> no i'm saying like if you're that beautiful that like it's considered like whatever this question's asking to that extent then you can get things in life jobs what have you pretty privileged there's yeah there's privilege to that there's accessibility 100%. to that there's you're gonna be able to get far in life whatever that means easily more easily but you can also have that if you're smart yeah it's kind of just a different way or a different avenue for the same result yeah um that's why it's like 
if you're pretty enough, like if, if this question is like saying like that to that extent, then that would come with a lot of opportunity. Mm, but probably smart would just be more um, pr- practical. Wow. <laughs> Remember when I was really sick? Yeah. From 27 to what was it? Like 32? It was a minute. I don't remember off the top. Yeah, but it was a really long season of number one. Can you take those like down a level? <laughs> These? No, I'll talk about your yawns. Um, oh, 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 I don't even know a yawn. Yeah. Uh, when I was really sick, my health was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like my eyes were always puffed up, closed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I remember getting really vulnerable with uh, our pastor at the time, Mm -hmm. Pastor Steve Shell, And I got really vulnerable. And he, uh, he like was very compassionate to me during that time. Like when I needed to take days off because I was so sick. Yeah. Um, He was really generous. Mm -hmm. But I remember saying to him once, along the lines getting really vulnerable and being I don't remember exact words but the basic idea of what I said to him was like equating my normal looks without the puffiness without the really bad herpes and eczema all over my face and body mm-hmm. I equated my normal self as being more of influential having more influence Mm-hmm. as a pastor etc and I remember he just so bluntly but so gently was like Joey again I don't remember exact words but he essentially said Joey your looks don't determine your anointing mm-hmm. and that hit me so hard from that day on I was mm-hmm. like I still struggled I was still depressed but I, that was like a light switch on me. And mm-hmm. I had been bought into the lie. Uh, I bought into the lie of pretty privilege. And I had subtly equated pretty privilege, pretty, pri- pretty privilege, pretty <laughs> privilege mm-hmm. as greater anointing. Right. Because that's what at that time. We were yeah. about seven years into youth pastoring, five years into youth pastoring, and celebrity pastors were huge at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both boys and, I mean, men and women, mm-hmm. like Carl Lentz and Judah Smith mm-hmm. and all these other, you know, guy pastors, and then like Sadie Roberts and all these. Uh, all these other worship leader females. I think there's something there. But anyways, let's move on. Unless you want to comment. No, I I think you're right. People assume that. Or people get them confused. Yeah. Pretty pretty privilege. <laughs> God, why is that so hard to say? Pretty privilege. Is um, real. And the more that you are conventionally attractive, the more that you have opportunities. Mm-hmm. 
and people in the you know working world or whatever are very susceptible to that like that's real yeah um but it also is in the church which is man it's literally in the church like if you look good or you look a certain way you're gonna have more opportunities yeah and that's what you were saying like you were getting those mixed up and sometimes people get those mixed up it's like that's not calling that's not anointing just because you're good looking yeah (laughs) right although that doesn't like mean it's bad to be the bible says that david was good looking and that's part of his influence yeah that was part of his influence over people right but david was was because he was good looking that was part of it Mm -hmm. it helped it helped but that wasn't that's not that was just one case you know like you could take that case and be like, oh, well, someone who's influential has to be good looking. But there's so many other influential people in the Bible who weren't called good looking. So right. like that's just like one case. Right. But yeah. Like the greater David, Jesus, he, they he, say. Yeah, he was called plain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he was. Just like not, not anything to like notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His looks didn't stand out. Mm-hmm. It didn't benefit his ministry. Mm-hmm. Love Interesting. this. Number four. Would you rather know everything your loved ones have ever said about you or say everything you think when you think it? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice they were right there. Um, I would definitely rather know everything my loved ones have ever said about me. Um, I would like to know it on paper though. I would prefer the written, <laughs> like the written copy. I don't want to hear them say it oh to God. me. Yeah. I would like to just have it and read it in my own privacy. Wow, very interesting. <laughs> Number five, would you rather puke up slugs, Ron Weasley style, or oh allow spiders to crawl in your hair for an hour? Oh, that's disgusting. Definitely slugs. Like, that's not even that bad. Because they're going out. Yeah. And so, and it would just be kind of like a blah. That's a hard one. I would have to think about that. Moving on. Number six. (laughs) Would you rather give up sex or give up your phone? For how long? Ever. (laughs) My phone. Easy. Hey, let's go. I didn't even have to like try to persuade. That's not hard. Number seven. Would you rather sleep with your number one celebrity crush (laughs) or receive one milli? (laughs) One milli. I don't even have a celebrity crush. Oh my gosh. Number eight. Would you rather have sex in public and be caught or sex in private and not know who's watching? Isn't... Isn't that every day? Like, (laughs) if it's in private and you don't, like, who knows? You know, the government could be watching. I mean, who knows, right? Like, that's it. That's normal. Are you conspiracy theorizing? No, I'm just saying the question says Would you like rather have sex in private so you think you're private? And that would be every normal occurrence of sex would be like, I think I'm in private. And it says, and not know who's watching. So, yeah. like, I don't know who's watching. I mean, like, quite 
literally don't know like if someone could potentially be watching to somehow <laughs> planted a camera or like i don't know yeah so realistically like we never know the chances are not likely but yeah. you never know so i think that that one's easier sex in private and not know who's watching yeah okay yeah got it number nine would you rather find Why are these all about sex? Would you rather find your parents' sex tape or have your parents find <laughs> yours? <laughs> um, I mean, just because I find it doesn't mean I have to watch it, right? No, the idea is that you see a, a blip. A blip. The idea is because I would turn it off, bro. This happened to me. I was no, in middle. I... <laughs> no, 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 no. I was in middle school, and me and my homies were going to watch something like, I swear to you, something like Angels in the Outfield or uh -huh. um, Little Giants, Big Giants, or Little Giants, Little Giants. It was one of those, but on VHS. Throwback to VHSs, and my friend. Uh huh. Put in the DVD for one of those movies, but his parents filmed oh, over it. Oh, no. And it was... Was it a blip? It, like, did you turn it off? Well, there weren't remotes. Yeah. I mean, I time. know, but like, did someone run and scream? Well, yeah. All of us were like... <laughs> actually, I remember being... It was in middle school, so we definitely knew yeah, you at were, that point what you was were, happening. Yeah. We were highly aware uh both of us were like freak he was more freaking out i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> just completely shocked that's crazy yeah anyways that's awkward would you rather find your parents sex tape uh, or have your parents find yours yeah the first one your parents find your sex tape no i'd rather find my parents <gasps> oh got it got yeah. it got it got it okay would you rather get married all over again or have kids all over again? I don't get this question. Like, which part am I doing over again? Because, like, if I got married all over again, I'd have to have kids all over again, too, because I'd be starting over. Listen, I literally just copied and pasted these questions. I don't understand it, though. Can you clarify it, or...? I take the kids Just out the, of the wedding day? And maybe like our honeymoon phase and all that stuff before we had kids. Well, that wouldn't would be very fun. But the kids again would be not fun. It wouldn't be fun. Well, I mean, I do like babies. But I don't want to give birth. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'd just go with the wedding. Yeah, get married again. I don't know. Get married again? Yeah, that's hard. I love it. Well, thanks for answering. Would you rather lightning round? You are welcome. Ten questions. Yes. You're welcome, sir. Okay, another question in light of number ten. Ooh. Do you ten. have any fond memories of when you are ten years Do old? Do you have? any fond memories of when you were 10 years old i have to think about that you haven't thought about it on a 10th 10 10th episode you haven't thought about it yet well okay i'll answer this 
When I was 10 years old, it was 96. Mm, good year. 96 was a great year because the Mariners were good. Mm. But even better, the mm. Chicago Bulls mm. were like in the middle of their dynasty. Mm-hmm. And that was epic. And I'm pretty sure Space Jam came out in 1996. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. So that came out. Did I watch it at the movie theater? Absolutely not. Couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. But I sure watched it when it came out on VHS. Mm-hmm. 96. I would have been in uh, sixth grade. 10, 11, 12. Nope. I would have been in fifth grade. Yeah, I would have been in fifth grade. In 96, I won the fifth grade spelling bee. Wow. Yep. What are you looking up? I'm looking up uh, 1996 facts. Oh, let's go. The average cost of a new house in 96 was $118,000. Oh, my gosh. That's... Is that like nationwide? Uh, USA. I think it's US, USA. Yeah. Holy cow. Average income per year, 36 grand. Dang. Average monthly rent, $554. $554? (laughs) What? Cost of a gallon of gas. Guess. 96 cost of a gallon of gas. I'm going to guess 92 cents. And this is, this is not not answering the question. I know, but this (laughs) is not specific to like where. So I don't know where they're getting it. Yeah. You know, it's like an average, maybe dollar 22. Yeah. Maybe it's like an average. Bro, that's hecka high. Maybe, maybe in Washington, it wasn't that high. Because when I first started driving, but it could have been an up and then gone down again. When I, yeah, maybe that's true. But when I first started driving at 16, gas was a dollar 19. Right. I know when I started driving, it was, it was, yeah, it was low. Wild. So I don't know. Let's see here. Go ahead. What were you saying? I, I was just saying you. I won the spelling bee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, not a fond memory, but we went on a field trip, and I had a girlfriend at the time, Amanda. Won't say her last name, because I don't want people to creep. Ooh. But Amanda, <laughs> and I literally at the dollar store bought her a necklace, and it was this two-piece necklace, Aww. and it was for her and for me, and what hung on each of our necklaces was half a heart. Because the hearts completed Aww. one another. But on the day of the field trip, she chose to break up with me. Aww. And instead of gently, kindly handing back the necklace, like a freaking baboon, ripped it off of her neck. <laughs> and in slow-mo, the heart went flying and just rolled under the bus seats. Of our field trip. That's so sad. Fond memories. In 96? Uh Uh-huh. The Nintendo 64 came out. 
Dang. Isn't that if crazy? If I was a gamer, I would have remembered that. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Popular films. Dude, this was my life. <laughs> Twister. Yes. My... F- I, I don't know why. I like, disaster films were just the thing. That was the thing. Mission Impossible. Independence Day. Jerry Maguire. Independence. Oh, my goodness. 101 Dalmatians. Great movie. The Rock. The Nutty Professor. Birdcage. A Time to Kill. The English Patient. Star Trek. First Contact. Those were the popular films. When did Space Jam come out? Doesn't say it's 96. Bro, look that up. Spice Girls first number one wannabe. Dang, 96, 96 was Mariah Carey was the hit. Top. Eric Clapton, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh my gosh, it just goes on and on. What about you? Any fond memories of when you? Well, for were 10 me, when I was ten, it was not ninety-six. Nope. It was 99 mm-hmm. and 2000. Uh-huh. Both, you know, 99-2000. Um, That's when the church was losing its shit. What do you mean? That's when they, I wasn't a Jesus person then, but the, I've heard stories that that's when the entire, I mean, not the entire, but the American church was like, this is the end of the world. They started freaking out. The oh, thought was like uh, the second coming of Christ. Uh, well, Y2K was, was, I don't, I mean, it was, yes, it was like the church, but it was everyone too. Everyone was worried about Y2K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was true. That was when I was 10. Y2K. Dang. That was when I was 10. Wow. And, um, Y2K, 2000. Yeah, 1999, 2000, yeah. My 10th birthday, uh, we went to the lake, and I invited all the people, whatever, went to the lake, and I got my very first boat. Sweet. That was my tenth birthday. The Skyhawk. The ski. The ski. The sky. The Seahawk. The Seahawk. The Seahawk two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was my first boat, and I got a whale. I got a giant inflatable whale too. And we spent the day. This is not a lake. Lake. This was a lake, like a man-made small lake. This was not like a real lake, mind you. This is Lake in Belfair. And it was like Belfair. a Yeah, it's like a weird little lake. I don't know why uh, we went there. I just liked that place. Anyway, Seahawk 2 was my first boat. And it's a uh, good memory. it was a good birthday. But also, I was remembering what happened when I was 10, right before I turned 11. So 10 to the year 2000, June 2000. That's when we got in our car wreck. Oh my God. When I was 10. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Car accident. Tell the people about the car accident. Cause that one's like, you know, your family's still traumatized about it. <sighs> Rightly so. Yeah, it was gnarly. Can you stop yawning? 
no i can't like i can't control it <laughs> we went out to lake crescent port angeles is that squim where is that where's crescent lake lake crescent is yeah it's like more squim than it is port angeles out there yeah and um we were going to camp david jr for a church camp and um yeah i remember it really i mean really well because it was an event that we told people a lot like what happened so you know when you keep telling people what happened it's like i remember it really well i remember that we were listening to like the nylons it's a, it's a group yep <laughs> never heard of them it's a group that you would not like um i think they're acapella oh, i'm not quite sure my gosh. maybe not acapella but they're weird um 80s some 80s i don't know anyway it was on an actual tape cassette is what i remember yes and the the song was about to end the 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 cassette was about to be done or whatever so i remember andrew was leaning forward to eject it and at that very moment the car coming the opposite way like had spun out and came sideways and we just like t-boned them we were in a two-lane on a around the lake yeah road so it's like there's nowhere to go windy yeah it's just like a cliff and a lake oh my gosh but the lake thankfully we weren't like on a high point we were on like a low point so it's like yeah you don't want to go on the lake but we wouldn't have like fallen off a cliff. Yeah. We would have gone like, like, you know, five feet into the lake. So it wasn't like scary in that way, which is that nice at least. Um, but there was a guardrail. So we didn't go anywhere because we had just hit the guardrail. Um, but yeah, there's nowhere you can go. You just see a, I didn't see it, but my dad just saw like a car coming at us sideways. You can't go anywhere. So we just hit it. Wow. And um and I know I wasn't wearing a seatbelt and my friend wasn't wearing a seatbelt. We were turned sideways, crisscross applesauce, turned sideways toward each other in the back seat. Yeah. Cuz we were just, you know. Uh-huh. Doing a thing, whatever. And we had it, but we had a floaties. We had inner tubes. Uh-huh. Inflated and like around our waists. Wow. So we were like stuffed and had like all these like bumpers back there, even though we were not seatbelted. But I do remember that once we crashed, um, I think I blacked out because, well, I didn't end up throwing up at the hospital and they thought maybe I had a concussion. Wow. So I'm not sure, but I think I might have got hit in the head with the radio, the stereo that was um, in the back by my head. And it come forward. I think it hit me maybe. Um, there was a cobbler, a blackberry cobbler mm-hmm. that was on someone's lap. Someone was carrying it or it was on the seat or whatever. And it had hit the ceiling in the impact so there was a outline of the dish oh in the ceiling i remember looking up and seeing like cobbler on the ceiling and the dish outline like it had 
you know, like hit the ceiling and then it just went everywhere. So blackberry cobbler was covering us all. So we were dripping in red goo. And so not only were we in this really severe accident where our entire front was squashed, but we looked like we were all like bleeding. (laughs) Blackberry goo. Like it was disgusting. Oh my goodness. But... Yeah, I mean, but I wasn't hurt. Other than that, my friend wasn't hurt. Uh, my brother wasn't hurt. But Andrew, the one who was leaning forward to get the set, he hit the windshield with his forehead. So he did have like a gash on his forehead, but he was fine. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think he hit hurt his leg too, like a bruise on his leg from hitting the middle console thing too. Yeah. Um. But then my sister, she broke her neck. And her leg was shattered. Just completely shattered. And I remember her holding it. And I remember seeing it just like jello. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was really intense. But she wasn't like making any. she She was conscious. But she wasn't making any sounds like she was. She was kind of whimpering. But she wasn't like acting like she was that hurt. Wow. I don't think she could feel it. Wow. Completely. Like, you know, it's like you, you just don't know what kind of pain you're in yet. Yeah. But then my mom, she couldn't breathe because her, she was crushed up against the, the front of the dashboard and her seat had fallen forward onto her. And so she was like gasping for air the whole time and so she was the most like oh she's actually hurt um that you could tell my dad seemed fine but he did break a few ribs and he also i think hit the windshield everyone three people the two people in the front hit the windshield i don't know why it's just like even though they're buckled they just still hit the windshield. Jeez. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. But it's an old car. I don't know. What, yeah. It just wasn't wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it turned out that my sister and my mom had to be airlifted to Harborview um, in a helicopter. And they were like severely injured, whereas everyone else was pretty fine. Um but my sister, she, like I said, she broke her neck. I think, I don't remember the details, but I know she like, she broke her C2 or she she either fractured her C2 or she broke it. I think she fractured it. Wow. And that's just a, one of the neck ones, like the second one down. Mm-hmm. And um, they say if it was fully broken that she'd be paralyzed, but it was just fractured. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and she had to have a the halo um, metal thing oh, yeah. drilled into her skull like and like keep you from moving your neck for like a couple months so it can heal. Gosh. So she had to wear that. Ugh. It was yeah, it was horrible. And then her leg has like a bunch of metal in it to keep it together now. And then my mom had to wear a turtle shell thing that's like when you when your lung collapses and stuff they have to like wrap you up and like i don't know she wore like a plastic thing that like 
they called it a turtle shell. I don't know what it's actually called. Wow. But then, yeah, that they were spent the whole summer recovering. I don't remember my 11th birthday. And I'm, I was thinking about it. I'm like, my 11th birthday would have been like when my mom was like basically super sick. And yeah. I just, I don't even remember it. So wow. I, I don't know. I don't know how it, I don't know what I did on that one, but hmm. that was the end of 10, which was pretty horrible. Yeah. Horrible story. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So some fond memories, but a brutal year. <laughs> <laughs> 10 turned out to be a brutal year. Yeah. I had my heart broken. Yeah. And... Your family had a lot of bones broken. Yeah. That was just a broken year. Yeah. 10. All right. That's crazy. Yeah. So, in light of the theme of 10, Mm -hmm. I also wanted to look up the... uh, Look up the number 10 and its significance in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Some numerology. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. I love numerology. Mm-hmm. What is, what is your opinion on numerology? Do you have any strong opinions on numerology? Um, I th- think it's weird. Okay. But I get it when, you know how like poetry has like lines and like rules, you know, or it's mm-hmm. like this two and four right. match, you know, and, and one and, and three match yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, it's like, or the end, the beginning matches the end. I just said stanzas like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I just ignored you because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, stanzas. I don't know. I, mean, I kind of know what that means, but, <laughs> but you know, or it's like, oh, the beginning is the same as the end and the middle is the da da da, you yeah. know, like there's all these like patterns yeah. and rules and just pictures that are in the way things are written. Anyway, I think that numbers are like that, where it's like, oh, they might have put this number to represent something, right? Mm. Or like they might have put this number to like, you know, and then 10 goats followed and 16, you know, yeah. like like maybe it, it it's a number because it's like a, They've made it mean something. Mm. But what I don't get is when there's a number that's naturally occurring and then people say it means something. Hmm. That's what I don't get. I'm like, I get it if you're writing something and you make the numbers mean something. Yes. Or like you, you purposely say 40 days and 40 nights because it's representing something. Yeah. Right? Right. That I get. But I don't get if someone's word if something was to happen kind of more just like naturally happen and then someone say, Oh, it was, it took you six days to accomplish that. Well, six days means this, you know, like like they make it mean something where it wasn't even intending. Hmm. Like there is no meaning there. Yeah. So I think that's how I feel. Like sometimes numbers don't mean anything Hmm. because they just didn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, cause it, 
but it could have meant something if someone purposely put it there. Right. And then I think sometimes it's like God can God can use what has been used to use to use it in the same way. Right. So like if someone uses seven to mean this, then God will use seven to mean that. Mm. God is like using what we already use. Right. Say that in a different way. Okay. So like, I don't think that God necessarily, okay, here's one example. Like, let's say people, we don't, let's say we don't believe in a literal seven days of creation. Yeah. Right. Let's let, let's say we don't. Mm-hmm. And so someone who wrote that wrote it because the seven means the six means something and the seven means something. Yeah. Right. And right. so it's representing something that um, is a bigger picture of what they're communicating. Yes. Well, God didn't tell them to write that six and seven. Right. Maybe they use that to represent something. And that because in 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 their culture, yeah, that's what it represented, mm-hmm. right? So, but then, you know, a hundred years later, five hundred years later, God does something in seven days, literal days, yeah. And people say, "Oh, it's seven. God did seven because seven means this, right?" And that's and that's true it's true because god is using what someone already knows right. to express something to them mm. so it's like which came first you know it's kind of like god didn't make seven mean that it's that we made seven mean that and now god's going to use it to mean that mm. like whatever like what we're using already is just going to keep using those to communicate things to us. Hmm. Cause I think God just will communicate. However people understand. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see numbers. Yeah. It's like, it's like it's perpetuated because it already means that to someone. So then God continues to say things that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. kind of, that's the way I, what I'm trying to express, I guess. No, 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 that makes perfect sense. So essentially numerology is how numbers play a part in sort of our theology, our knowledge of God. Yeah, it's almost and like an like a, a numbers can be a language, right? Right. So like God speaks no that's perfectly said yeah God because think about all languages like, think about um the egyptians their language to people who know how to write the alphabet mm-hmm. like the egyptian language just looks like symbols or numbers or not mm-hmm. even sim- not numbers but like symbols but imagine if the egyptians were to see our language Mm -hmm. they would probably think the same thing too it's interesting because um this is how i feel about language as a whole anyways is i feel like 
language or numbers or symbols or whatever aren't the point. Mm-hmm. And someone who grew up in a different culture, in a Pacific Islander culture, as a Chamorro uh, with, you know, my, my, my dad and my aunts and uncles all speaking pidgin English, mm-hmm. there wasn't a deep value on communication as in like the language, but there was a deep value on what was trying to be communicated. Like, mm-hmm. um, communication is such a weird thing mm-hmm. because, you know, for, according to the English language, like for, um, you know, first it was the white Europeans and then it was white Americans. We deeply value words. Mm-hmm. Like the word itself carries a lot of meaning mm-hmm. and that because that has become a deep value in the english language for white europeans and white americans and there's nothing wrong with that that's mm-hmm. just their value system mm-hmm. where it goes wrong is when people who uh ha- essentially fall under that value system here other cultures trying to speak yeah and they're doing their best to learn a second language Mm -hmm. and it's broken english Mm -hmm. but there it and they almost you know demonize or whatever those people yeah the point of language in my opinion was never really to like the the words themselves or the symbols themselves aren't the point. Yeah. Like what is trying to be communicated? Mm-hmm. What's, what's the whole point of the words themselves, the statements themselves? Yeah. Um, anyways, that's, that's one tangent about, about words, symbols, etc. But numerology has always meant a lot to me. And you know, you always, you've said this a couple times, I think in the last podcast and this one. Mm-hmm. Numerology means a, a lot to me. Um, I'm not like very strict in my beliefs about numerology. I just think that they can carry meaning, but it's exactly what you said. It carries meaning when we, for, so for me, when s- people who s- like, study numerology and whatnot i don't necessarily study it Mm -hmm. but i like the significance of numerology yeah for people who you know like the significance of numerology we find meaning in places Mm -hmm. and i don't go to the very degree of like conservative people when i I mean conservative numerologists Mm -hmm. when they're like the numbers themselves are the point. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing with words, according mm-hmm. to like, you know, English, the English language. The symbols aren't the point. Yeah. For me, numerology is a symbol to find God. Mm-hmm. What are, where is God speaking? How is God moving? What is God doing? Mm-hmm. And in our Western modern mindset, symbols really don't mean anything. Like they don't mean anything at all. But in the middle ancient Middle East, 
for the you know Hebrew culture that Jesus lived in, mm-hmm. symbols meant a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Symbols meant a whole lot. In fact, Jesus fulfilled a lot of the prophecies of symbols. For example, mm-hmm. there were symbols throughout the Old Testament for the Holy Spirit. A lot of people say, a lot of people who are, you know, um, they believe in the Trinity, but they don't, you know, they kind of like leave the Holy Spirit at home while they go out and party with the Father and the Savior. Mm-hmm. They kind of ignore the Spirit, you know, those mm-hmm. people. God bless those people. Um, those people... We'll be like, well, the Holy Spirit really isn't present. It's not the Holy Spirit isn't talked that much about. It, they're not it, the Holy Spirit isn't talked about that much in the Old Testament. Mm. It's partially true. There's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. But there were a whole lot of symbols for the Holy Spirit mm. throughout the Old Testament, like fire. Mm-hmm. And then we see that prophetic symbol sort of culminated in Acts 2, where the Holy Spirit fell on the people, and then there were like an image of fire over all of the people. Mm-hmm. Another one is wine. Wine is a symbol for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lot of we see that a lot of the imagery and the impact of wine throughout the Old Testament, how much wine meant to the Israelites, ancient Hebrews, and then eventually the Jews. Um, and wine was culminized when Jesus was like, don't pour new wine in old wineskins. Mm-hmm. And then later... Jesus was like, if I don't go, the Father won't pour out the Holy Spirit. Pour out the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The image of pouring out wine. I mean, there's, I can just go on and on about yeah. like image and symbols and why those things meant so much to that ancient people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, that's why I've always been super intrigued mm-hmm. with numerology. But I understand when people are like, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And I think there's truth to that. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't, it's, it's a non-essential. Mm-hmm. It's a non-essential for, to faith. But for someone who kind of like is intrigued by it or has made numerology kind of like a hobby, or they use, they use numerology as sort of like a, as a way to cultivate relationship with God, there's, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? What's going through that big, beautiful brain of yours? <laughs> a lot of things. Sometimes when I'm quiet, because I'm thinking like five things at once, and it's hard. It's hard to like. Yeah. Uh, all the all the bunny trails yeah, that yeah, my yeah. brain is going on at once. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm thinking nothing. 
So that's, <laughs> you never know. Um, one, yeah, I'm thinking a lot of things though, this one. Um, I can move on. You don't have to answer this. Yeah, I'm just saying that. Um, I think if you, when things mean something to you, they will. Yes. They mean something. Like they'll mean something to you. Like when they mean, like. It's so good. It's like, I, I, know exactly I see what this saying. all the time where yeah. people will be like, you know, praise God, this thing happened that la di da. And like, because they're like looking for it, mm. they're like looking for the movement of God. They like see it in these very specific ways. And they're like, oh yeah, God, you know, like this, this um, miraculous thing happened and it was in this timing and la di da. And it's like, they're seeing things because they're like looking for them. Yeah. Like they're seeing things. And people will say this in a negative way. Like people say this in a, um, in a doubtful way. Yeah. Like, well, you're only, you're only seeing things because you're looking for them. Mm. Like when someone sees a bird, you know, and they're like, oh, the bird landed on my, on my, on my uh, porch. And that meant something, right? Like that was Jesus. Mm. And you're literally <laughs> such a jerk right now. <laughs> you're such okay, a freaking jerk. Backstory. <laughs> there was this bluebird on our porch. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. And I looked out the window and I can see the porch from where I was washing the dishes. And Joey can see the porch from his office mm-hmm. at the same time. So I was like yelling over to him. And mm-hmm. I was like, Joey, there's a bluebird. Do you see it? And he says, <laughs> yes, I see it. Jesus sent me that bird. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and I, I just kept washing this little, the dishes like, all right. Well, Jesus sent him the bird. And I'm like, this is literally. You didn't finish what I said. What did you say? What was I said, of- yeah, Jesus sent that for me. I've been wanting, um, I've been needing peace and that. I never heard that part. Yeah. All I heard was the bird. Yeah. Jesus sent me the bird. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was the rest of that you said? You were needing well, those peace? Birds, those birds that when they come and visit, when I sit in my office and I'm working or whatever, uh-huh. and I'm like writing a sermon or something like that. Uh-huh. They sit on the back of our porch and they bring me so much peace. <laughs> and yeah. I'm convinced that those special freaking birds were sent by God to bring me a glimpse, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my soul. And so that's an example of what I'm saying. So a lot of people who are a little cynical, doubtful, would like hear that see that and be like okay you literally can see anything and say it's jesus sending you something yeah like you saw a star and it was right when you wanted to see it and you it it meant something you know it's like you could say anything was from jesus and anything meant anything so good Mm -hmm. and so that's 
the negative that's like the cynical but like what i was saying is literally the same as that except it's not cynical it's like when you're looking you will find and like yeah like that's true if you're looking for something from god you'll find something like that because god wants to speak to you yeah so if you are looking for messages you will find them yeah that's not that's not cynical that's true Mm -hmm. and you could make fun of that or like be like oh you just found it because you were looking like but like it's like yeah (laughs) i know exactly right i know (laughs) (laughs) and it's like you cannot look and not find all day that can be your life yeah but someone could look out and be like i saw a bird and that like i know that jesus was sending me peace they they are receiving a message i believe from god because i think god always wants to speak to us and like the numbers it's like god will use whatever language so good is available yeah right numbers creation english you know those are all languages like so good creation is a language Mm. you know so it's like god's just gonna use whatever is available and whatever you're willing to see so it's like if you're willing to see the bird then that's what you're gonna see but i saw the bird and i didn't think it was a message but i did it you know i was like oh cute bird you know but i wasn't looking for a message from god yeah and i don't think that's net like a bad thing it was like oh you should have been looking for a message but i just wasn't and i didn't view it that way so i think sometimes things can happen where it's like two people are in a disagreement about what maybe something meant wow and that's yeah and i think i don't know i don't know what to think about that i think that sometimes that just causes this disagreement but i think that that doesn't mean that one is true and the other is not true yeah i don't know yeah i think exactly what you're talking about is one of the big problems and has been a big problem in the church church history like when did we be okay with divorcing God's creation or childlike faith from the people of God. Mm. Uh, it it, it kind of like goes back to our almost like our Mother Earth discussion <clears throat> mm-hmm. when we had our podcast about Mother Earth and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like I am just done being at the place where I'm limiting God. Yeah, I'm just done. Like yeah. I, I'm especially done with. If you want to hear God, go to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. If you want to do, you know, if you want to know what's right in the world, go to the scriptures. I'm just, yeah. I'm done with that. That's obvious. Like yes. Yeah. The scriptures are a gift. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures themselves are a symbol. Yeah. The the scriptures are it's. It is not the throne of God. It's not the person of God. And I'm 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 done with that. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm over limiting people. Until we get over ourselves and begin to practice sort of allowing God to be God, mm-hmm. we will always limit God and other people. Mm-hmm. We'll always limit the voice of God. We'll always limit the movement of God. Who cares if a bird means something to somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, let the bird mean something to somebody. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the road to Emmaus. Yeah. Where two of the disciples of Jesus walked seven miles. Mm-hmm. I ran five miles today. I ran five miles. Good job, babe. At, oh, thanks, babe. I ran five miles mm-hmm. at like a 8-12 pace. Pretty quick. It was cooking in the hills of Seattle. And it took me, you know, whatever that is, times five. So just over 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I would have done, you know, that's like 40 Another two miles, seven miles, that would have been almost an hour. If you're walking, it's half the, half the time. I mean, half the, what am I saying? Half the. Twice. Twice the time. Not half. Good Lord. <laughs> It's like, well, Joey, why do you keep saying half? Half the pace. Half the pace, <laughs> twice the time. <laughs> At least that, though. Yeah. So that would have been, you know, who knows if they were like carrying donkeys with their stuff or whatnot. I mean, the yeah. story to Rodimaeus is like they were literally leaving to go home. So they probably mm. were carrying loads of stuff. So at that point, you know, like... Instead of eight minute miles, instead of 16 minute mm-hmm. miles, twice the time, could have been 20 minute miles. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But the whole point is, is like two times seven, 140. That's almost two and a half hours. These dudes, these disciples who had known Jesus before he was crucified and resurrected. Mm-hmm. Those guys were with Jesus for almost three hours, talking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. In fact, Jesus was talking their language. Yeah. He was using their symbols, their means of communication. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the Old Testament. And the story says that Jesus started from Genesis. Mm-hmm. And talk through all the way through the prophets to point to himself. And they didn't see him until, um, until, you know, they asked that Jesus would stay with them for the night. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said something. And then all of a sudden, when they finally opened. It's when I think he broke the bread. He broke the bread. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. When he broke the bread, it was at that point when they saw him breaking the bread that they knew that he was Jesus. And yeah. then Jesus vanished, gone. Mm-hmm. And then they said to they said to each other, "Did not our hearts burn when we were with him?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, people always said that 
well, I've heard different takes, but one of them was that they couldn't see him because Jesus didn't allow them to see him. Hmm. Like until that moment of breaking the bread, it's like when he like revealed himself, like that they could actually open their eyes and see him. But I don't think that's likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, especially, I mean, with this in mind, it just feels like um, it's more likely that they just weren't, like we said, like looking yep. for him. Right. They weren't looking for him. Right. And it's like, it's like they they admitted it, though. They admitted when when they, like, my hearts were burning, they admitted that they weren't looking, even though their hearts were burning. Yep. And that's kind of the whole thing is with numerology or with... Uh, Whatever it could, whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm just done limiting God, mm. and I want to agree when people say not these words for words, but when they say in their own way, "I feel burning in me." Mm-hmm. I want to like agree with that. I don't want to totally disregard that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. The significance of the number 10 as seen in the Bible. So 10 is a symbol of perfection, harmony, and creation. So here's 10 examples of the number 10 throughout the scriptures. So from Adam to Noah, there there were 10 generations. A tithe literally means a tenth. And so a 10, 10% was to be given to God. God promised Abraham he would not destroy Sodom in ten, if 10 righteous men could be found there. God brought 10 plagues on Egypt. Mm. In the temple, I love this one. In the temple were 10 lavers, 10 lampstands, and 10 tables. Hmm. Essentially, why I love that one is because all of those were essential for God's presence to remain. Love that. On the 10th day of the first month, lamb was chosen for Passover. Love that one too. That one would preach. The Ten Commandments, duh. Jesus healed 10 lepers. Jesus told several parables which focus on the number 10. Examples, 10 virgins, 10 coins, 10 minas. And the last one, there's actually a whole lot more examples of the number 10. But there were 10 days between Jesus' ascension to heaven and Pentecost. Hmm. The number 10. Interesting. Of those, which one stands out to you? (laughs) All right, Bible teacher. (laughs) Uh, um, 
there's a couple that do. <laughs> ten plagues of Egypt and the ten days between the ascension to Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Those two, I think, are standing out the most. Yeah. Why the ten plagues on Egypt? Well... You don't know? I, no, I, I just, I don't... I partially don't know if I think that the ten plagues were literal. Okay. So, because I don't necessarily think they were literal, mm -hmm. um, I think that it, if they were not literal, then the ten would be even more... The symbol Symbolistic of than, yeah. than even if it were literal. If that makes Very sense. interesting. So, it must... It must mean something if it was not literal. It must mean something, you know. Wow. That there's ten and what does it represent? And, yeah. And all of that. Right. That's actually the para parallel between the lepers. So, in the Old Testament, that was God's judgment. And so, so things like anything that was death or destruction or sickness mm -hmm. unhealth mm -hmm. naturally the jews equated that to god's judgment mm -hmm. so when you read in the old testament i mean when the new testament especially the gospels or mainly the gospels when you read in the gospels where the disciples or the jews make comments to people who are sick because of God's judgment or because of their sin. Mm -hmm. What's really beautiful is Jesus moves into that place and brings healing, brings harmony to those places. So God, while there was some sort of judgment, whether it was a sim symbolic judgment or a literal judgment on Egypt, Mm -hmm. Jesus came and there were 10 lepers and Jesus healed all of them. Mm -hmm. And he redeemed this like social, this, this intellectual construct of the Israelites being like, no, 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 no. Your guys' idea of God judging you and those who are sick and you're like plaguing their minds being like oh they must have sinned that's why they have leprosy mm -hmm. jesus was like nope i'm gonna show you a different way hmm. yeah that's so you, cool you said there were 10 days between jesus's ascension and pentecost why did that one stick out i just didn't know that one hmm yeah. What about you? Any stand out for you? Which one stand out to me? Um, I like I said, num I really like the one where in the temple there were ten lavers, 
10 lampstands and 10 tables. Um, Do you know what a lever is? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I was asking. so I have no idea what a lever is. But that one sticks out to me because obviously those things are not necessary now for us as Jesus people, sort mm-hmm. of in a new covenant. But I think there's a reality of like... Um, there's still a reality of like, what can we do to prepare in our hearts for God's presence to sort of remain? Mm. And I'm not talking about like the mm-hmm. omnipresent presence of God or, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a basin. Yeah, where you'd wash your hands or mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's what a labor is. It's like a mm-hmm. huge basin. It's probably like three feet tall. Mm-hmm. It's probably there for cleansing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting, but yeah, I, I think the parallel between those two are really beautiful. Like the omnipresence presence of God. What about is there? I love that. What about what those could mean for us today? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, but I mean like. Yeah, what you're saying, but like specifically like like the lavers of the basin, right? Mm. The lampstand. Right. And the table. Let's go. Dude. What do those three represent? Oh my gosh. And how we prepare. No, that's exactly right. For the This is this is why symbols matter so much. It's cool. This is why symbols matter so much because 10 is a, a lot. Like think about, you know, three feet tall, about. It's also so intentional, like, because God gave, you know, it's like these instructions were given, right? Yes. Of what to do. Yeah. So it could have been, if numbers didn't matter. Yes. Right? Like it could have been just like, do enough labors per um square feet of like yeah. how many people would be filling it like yeah, yeah, realistically yeah. how many people would be using it mm-hmm. and like establish how many you need based on those things right or like god could have been like you decide how many labors because based on how many people are coming in and out yeah you know could have said it in a certain way or he could have said like you'll probably need you know six labors maybe about 20 lampstand, you know, yeah. like it could have just been more like what's realistic, what's what works, you know. Yeah. But it's like 10, 10, 10. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, why is it so intentional and specific? Right. Well, 10 being the symbol of perfection. Yeah. Goodness gracious, this will preach, man. Yeah. It'll preach. Uh, but 10 lavers. Essentially, that whole idea is that we now, as new covenant people, are cleansed. Mm-hmm. That our holiness before God, our holiness is like, it's filthy. But Jesus has made us perfectly holy. Mm-hmm. And he has imputed his holiness to his people. Mm-hmm. Then the lampstands, what do you... 
What do you know about that? Hmm. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine for the Lord all the time. Mm -hmm. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's so good. Something about light. Yeah. Probably about oil. Mm. Probably about keeping that burn. Mm. I mean that that would then go to the um ten virgins. Right. That would be the parallel between those two. Yeah. Um essentially represents a lot of things. The lampstands represent a whole lot of things. Yeah. Passion burning for God. Mm-hmm. That there we would all, you know, we would <clears throat> think about all of the work that the Israelites would do to have fresh oil. And oil was needed. That was the that was the main one of the main commodities for the day. Oh, yeah, you gotta press those. They they grapes. oh yeah. They had to bring it out to the to the the oil presses. I mean olives. <laughs> Yeah, Not grapes. <laughs> and the oil presses, bro, are huge and they're heavy. When I was in Israel, they were heavy. You were making oil. We never made it, but we got to move. They were big. It was like it was probably four feet tall, and just guessing, I would guess it was like a hundred and fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. Like it was heavy. Mm-hmm. But they had to make oil for light. They had to make oil for food. They had to make oil for their worship. Uh, just a lot, a lot of oil. Yeah. They may even have to use oil for like their health. Oh yeah, they did. Definitely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the things for like healing properties. That was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, essential oils. Essential oils, baby. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and then the ten tables. Mm-hmm. What's the, Do you know what was on their tables? Yeah. That was for uh, the bread. It was for the sacrifices. The, uh, the what's the offering called? The bread one? It was like a... Um, Are you talking about communion? No, but no. they didn't have communion. They had oh. like a bread offering, and I yeah. can't remember the name of it. I can't remember either right now. Mm. It was like a grain a grain offering, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, 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 But I can't remember. Yeah. But temp- the tables represented mm-hmm. essentially the... I mean, that was... The, represented the body of Christ. Yeah. The, the blood of Christ. That was the ultimate symbol of that. But then it also represented, like, our offerings. Right. Because these tables, I think, were the large ones that were, like, they put the lamb on and they put the goats on and yes. they would yeah. sacrifice them yeah, on yeah, yeah. the table. The also not just like the right little mm-hmm. little table. No, no, no. It was you're ex- absolutely right. And then also on those were you know they held the ark of the covenant. They held like the holiest of holies, things like that. Um, absolutely. And we have to think all of that in context of the temple. So now we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
and each of those reside each of those reside in us just crazy I, th- I love the parallels so five is one of my favorites and then I really do love number uh, number 10 which is like there were 10 days between Jesus ascension to heaven and Pentecost love 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 that mm-hmm. why do I love that uh, because Jesus came to create a new creation we're his new people not a people of the old covenant people of the law but a a new people of love grace a new covenant peace and love brother peace and love brother <laughs> peace and love brother <laughs> there's this lady who comes into work and she she everything she says she's like oh bless up blessings bless up dang wow <laughs> I'll be like, that'll be six seventy nine. She's like, bless up. <laughs> okay. That's so funny. Would you like your receipt? All blessings, thank you. <laughs> like, okay. It's a little intense. Dang. I love People that. like that are funny. Mm-hmm. Super funny. Mm-hmm. Podcast number ten, babe. Yeah. It was a good one. Is it over already? It's over. <laughs> this is it. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. Uh, what number is it that? Isn't that a different number? It is finished? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I thought, oh, seven. Isn't that seven? Completion? Oh, yeah. Yep. Anyway. Thanks for everyone for listening. 7-Eleven, we're going to have Slurpees next time. Dude, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Just slurping it up. Oh my gosh. This is so funny. Slurpees. Nothing better than Slurpees. Bring your Slurpee 11. We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about seeing double. <laughs> seeing double? I don't know. What are you saying right now? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Sometimes I just say things. Our kids confuse Nico right now. Nico's really getting into math. This would be like, Dad, what's one plus one? I'm like, it's two, buddy. And then Makai in the back room be like, it's 11. Oh my God. It annoys me so much. Poor baby. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. All you couch daters. All you couch taters. All you lovers out there. All you couch taters. We love you. Um, Be on the lookout for some like couples that are going to join us be on the lookout are they they supposed to keep an eye out yeah just keep keep an eye out for selena yeah keep an eye out for those birds that come your way the couples yeah if you see any couples (laughs) let us know anyone who's either dating engaged or married Anyone. <laughs> if you see anyone in a couple, in a coupled, you know, in a coupled group, 
just let them know that we we're looking for you we're looking for them yeah <laughs> send them our way oh my gosh okay good night okay good night peace out bye